Hello and welcome to Freelance Party Broadcast, the podcast brought to you by Freelance Corner, the online platform for the UK's freelancers. I'm Faye and this is Jess. Hiya. Each week we quiz an expert with the questions sent in by you. We asked freelancers on Twitter to send in the subjects they most wanted to learn about and I have to say I wasn't expecting this one. Today we're speaking to relationship expert Kate Taylor on how to find love as a freelancer. I'm particularly excited by this one because Kate actually helped my mum in a workshop. So, Kate, have you found me a new stepdad yet? <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> it's a shame about George Clooney. He got snapped up, but I've got a plan B. Please. <laughs> Thank you. I wouldn't mind George Clooney as a stepdad. <laughs> so we've spoken to so many experts on tax and pension. And even though they are really important, I feel like this is a subject freelancers equally want to know about, but are too shy or embarrassed to talk about. How did you get into it? How did you start writing about love? My first job, my and actually my only full-time job, was working on GQ magazine back in the 90s as a sub-editor. And we had an amazing change of editorship. And we got James Brown from Loaded, which was just amazing. So he spoke to us all one by one. And he said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to be a writer. And he went, well, write something. But like <laughs> in, a, in a Leeds accent. And the woman who, Kate Spicer, who um, is amazing, she had just stopped finish, She's just stopped writing the sex column. And there was like an opening for a woman to write the sex column. So I just thought... I'm going to do this so I did that it went really well so I started writing that for five years and then in the meantime I went freelance and as soon as you've got like a column people start wanting your opinions on things so I was like oh I better like get some information about this so I started learning as much as I could about dating and talking to psychologists all that kind of thing and I wrote books on sex and dating and it's just expanded from there but the reason I've kept on for it this is like the longest answer ever isn't it no, don't do this on a that. date by the way <laughs> 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 on a date you should be like well one thing led to another how about you <laughs> uh in a nutshell it's my obsession it's like i've got so many self-help books on it i always talk to people like i spoke to you two within minutes of meeting you it's sort of yeah. like so are you, are you seeing anyone special at the moment <laughs> so it's just it's my passion i'm just like that woman in the corner with all the self-help books so talking about like self-help books and things like that do you think that that's the way forward or do you think like looking just on google like how do you how do you find love if you want to take advice i would always suggest that you take advice from someone who's in the situation you would like to be in because mm. i think what happens when when you're in the 20s and 30s and you're hanging around with all your friends it's easy to ask your friends for advice who are in exactly the same situation as you and i think this would be a, it would be a good to sort of start to asking your married friends how they met a partner yeah because when you're single and when you're married you you come at relationships in a completely different way I think when you're single you can still be looking for the perfect person and I'm not saying that marriage like, shatters those dreams completely <laughs> so just settle basically <laughs> <laughs> but when you're married you can kind of think you, you sort of know that you're, you're getting the best person that you can get and they might be your physical type and they really make you laugh and you've got the same goals for the future but maybe financially you're completely different. They spend everything you want to save stuff or you want a dog and they want a cat. There's always going to be some kind of compromise, which when you're single, you do think of as settling. But when you're married, you think of it as more, I've traded in my getting a cat for someone that I can really see like a happy future with. Yeah, it's almost like a compromise mm. to an extent. And no? when you're in a relationship, you will have to make compromises. You will. So, so where do people meet <laughs> partners nowadays? Because I, I know it used to be that it, it seemed to be the way that you'd meet a partner at university or at work. 
what about now like with all the apps and websites and stuff I think online dating has has blown traditional dating into pieces but I I wonder if we're going to see more of a move back to that in the future because I think I think with the dating apps everyone you know is on a dating app but and they're amazing I mean I met my husband doing online dating so I'm like a huge fan of it and luckily we both wanted a cat so we didn't have to compromise (laughs) um but the thing that saddens me is when I'm on a train or something where, because I'm in my 40s now, but when I was in my 20s, when we were on a train, we would like talk to each other and chat each other up because we didn't have phones or the phones were rubbish. Mm. And now I see all these people that look maybe like lovely and single and would really like to meet someone, but they're sitting on a train full of people on their phone, right. like maybe scrolling through like a dating app or something in that situation. So if you know, you're on these trains and, you know, you commute every day to work. You've got that. There's that easy way if you are someone who is willing to talk to other people. Mm. But if you're self-employed or you're a freelancer, a lot of the time you work from home. So how is it different for someone who's self-employed or a freelancer to find love than someone who's employed? I was, I was, I've been, so I've been a freelancer since that job. And so most of my dating has been conducted as a freelancer or self-employed. And the thing that you have to do is you have to, there are three things. One, work out if you're an introvert or not, because a lot of people that work by themselves in say like writing or editing or those kind of of photography, they can often be quite introverted people that find social situations awkward. And if you can establish that about yourself, then you can start looking to find relationships in a way that's going to work for you, which probably would be online dating, to be honest, because you're not going to have the stress of too many face-to-face encounters before you've said anything to each other. You can break the ice in your comfort zone, which would probably be writing, eventually texting, talking on the phone. You kind of keep yourself in your safety net. If you're an extrovert and it just so happens that you work for yourself because that's what you enjoy the most, then start looking for places where you're going to shine so that is going to be singles parties that's going to be speed dating that's going to be joining a club with other people of the same interest because when you're surrounded by people who share the interest that you do or are all single like you are you are going to shine because you're really good you get your energy from other people so work out that but also I would say work out if you have a problem with commitment because often the same people that go into freelancing are the same people that would struggle with a commitment a job is a commitment just like marriage is a commitment and sometimes it can be you like the variety you like the short projects you're terrified sometimes that you that maybe you would let people down if you work for them for a long time just like you could be scared that you'd let someone down if you were in a relationship with them for a long time so if you start seeing the patterns that you that you're really reluctant to make a commitment, then that might be something that you should explore because otherwise you could find yourself getting into either unrequited relationships or short, almost doomed relationships over and over again because you're actually running away from the commitment that you think you're looking for. That's so interesting. That is the same thing, that Mm. if you're scared of long-term work, then you could be scared of a long-term relationship and that's why so many freelancers tweeted us to say, can you talk to someone about how I can find oh, Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying that everyone who's freelance is going to be is going to struggle with commitment, but it would be something to look for in your own life. If you're, I know, like buying a house, I've just managed to buy a house now, and I'm in my forties as a freelancer because it's it's obviously much harder. But if the thought of settling down in any part of your life, in like one house, one country, one place, one relationship is frightening to you, then I think 
like just start talking to your friends about it like do you think I've got a problem with commitment and because friends are such they have such great insight and they probably go yeah <laughs> like obviously How you fancy you like that? eight married men this month and that lovely man <laughs> who came up to you like he was like perfect and you were like oh god no <laughs> but it can be hard to recognize that in yourself because if you've got some kind of commitment phobia you're either going to be in the active commitment phobia or the passive if you're actively avoiding commitment you'll go for people that you can never get like people who are just completely bizarrely out of your league, not just like too good looking or anything like that, but just like ridiculously like super perfect. Maybe they don't even exist and you just created this list. Mm. But if you're passively avoiding commitment, you will fall in love with people who initially seem like they want a relationship, but there are so many barriers in the way that it's just, just going to be, you know, it, it was never going to happen. So do you think that freelancers should date other freelancers then? If freelancers date each other, you've got a brilliant insight into each other's working patterns and lifestyles, which can be amazing. If two freelancers date each other, they're also probably more likely to be free at kind of random hours. You can have more lunch dates, you can have quirky Mm. coffee dates, you can kind of work around each other's schedule, you can understand each other's cash flow and like yeah. a cheap date for a freelancer isn't going to be the other person wouldn't think oh my god you're like so stingy they think yeah to be honest you know you've got three invoices that haven't been paid this month I completely get it let's just go and do something really fun and free together yeah so I think there's an understanding of each other's lifestyles that can be really good but there's a downside to that when it comes to long term again because here I am just getting you all married <laughs> juggling two freelancers cash flows can be tricky when it comes to like buying a house or just with the monthly bills but if we're just talking about dating then I would say you can really understand each other and that would be that would be fun for you I like what you touched on there though with like the cash flows like because I know people that have been self-employed before that it's always been a struggle to go out on a date and things like that but it's like you said, like you can just go for a coffee. You can just do these like cheaper alternatives. You don't have to go to the Ritz. You can just go to Starbucks or wherever you like. Or even like country walks and things like that. I think that's quite a nice... Probably wouldn't recommend going for a walk in the middle of nowhere with someone you've never met before. Just, okay, maybe just don't safety first, safety no, Nobody go for walks. <laughs> how about if you're a freelancer and you go to these networking events, mm-hmm. how flirty can you be? You can be totally flirty. Do you think? <laughs> yeah, okay, but let's establish like again what, what flirt. flirting means. You go to a networking event. I don't want you to dress like you're going to a job interview. Still remember that you are a man or a woman looking for a man or a woman. So you want to dress somewhere in between work and eveningy. Not not evening dress, obviously, but something that you'd wear on a date or something. Mm. So if you're going to be networking like during the day, in the evening, like go to the loo, take off your tie if you're wearing one undo like one button this sounds really cheesy but you know what I mean just make some kind of move like put more lip gloss on something that that says you're in a kind of social mode because you, yeah. you want to be telling other people that you're in a social mode but you want to be telling yourself as well mm. don't just be standing there with like your big rucksack on with your computer in it and your jacket and you've still got like a lanyard around your neck I don't know just like do something that puts you into kind of like flirty party mode Jim men are much more romantic than women really yeah when I was working sorry it sounds social (laughs) I'm shocked by that (laughs) when I was working with match.com we worked with a very a scientific team to see how men and women scored on something called the romantic belief scale and they're things like um when I meet the right person I will become a better person 
um, oh. that would be a romantic belief or for, uh, love is what make the world go round or all I'm really looking for, all I need to make me happy is the right person. Yeah. Men are so much more likely to believe in all those things where women are like, nah, <laughs> nah. I, I feel like that's definitely true for us too because Faye and I, we both were just like, Men are more romantic. Yeah. Don't believe that for I was a like, second. Me that man. Yeah. <laughs> but romantic in a way that we would probably think is quite impractical, kind of like airy, fairy, dreamy, believing that everything will work out or just or having that eyes across a crowded room moment. Yeah. Where women are so much more pragmatic. We're so we're so much more future oriented in terms of security, stability, building something, working together. And men are like, no, it'll be like a thunderbolt. Oh my gosh, that is it's so cute. Cool. That is really cool. Because I you'd assume it was the other way around mm. because women are seen as like the ones that are overly romantic. You don't really expect that to be true. That's really interesting. But when you think about like a romantic comedy, all our f- like romantic comedies for us or fairy tales, they end in a really pragmatic way, like generally with them getting married. Mm. Yeah. Which is such a pragmatic, normal, ordinary thing. But for a man it would just be like amazing sex and then she would go and he'd never see her again but they'd both look at the same star at night and like, <laughs> yeah. almost be going well I want, that's no use to me at all <laughs> i want financial security yeah. and i want to be married <laughs> someone to help yeah. me clean this kitchen are you free <laughs> or not i need financial <laughs> so we we actually have some case studies sent in um by freelancers um so basically, they just wanted you to answer their queries. Love it. Love it. Problem page. Awesome. Do you like it? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> really love it. The first one is anonymous, but they're a woman. Um, she says, my ex and I work in the same industry and we're both freelancers and I'm scared to go to networking events in case he is there and I see him flirting with other women. What should I do? <sighs> okay, never, ever control your life around something your ex may or may not be doing because you, that just keeps you in the past. And a breakup is is awful, and I can see that that this person's obviously still like processing all of that, yeah. and has obviously still got feelings, or is very it, it has that kind of confusion of I know we're not right together, but at the same time it's going to hit me like a truck if I see him actively moving on like in front of me. But um, this, as soon as you start concentrating on your own future it will get a lot easier. And I, I must say that in my experience, I found women are, are much better at, at this, at like sort of taking one little step. So I would want you to never cut things off because of where he may or may not be. Start going to things and you'll probably find that if you were to go to a networking event and see him talking to someone, that whole experience will be nothing like you built it up to be. You're not going to, you're not going to necessarily feel that kind of pain that you think that you will. You'll probably think, oh, look, oh, well, oh, it can be such like a little anticlimax and it's almost as soon as you've felt that for yourself then you'll be happier to face that kind of thing but also right just say you're going to go to set yourself like a tiny baby goal so say i'm going to find one networking event that i could go to and just like do that first and then go well i'm going to go there for five minutes and if i'm uncomfortable i can just leave but you've made that first step and then or maybe i'll just stay i'll just get one drink or i'll just talk to one person and don't make it into this big all or nothing because you might just be walking down the street and he might be walking there. You can't cut yourself off. Yeah, yeah. I guess it must be difficult if if you met them in that same circle or industry and then that's your work and you don't want to be at an event, like a networking event, and feel down or mm. insecure or anything like that, do you? Because you're trying to sell yourself. I, I feel her pain, <laughs> don't you? Like you can, you, yeah. I, you can really recognise that 
anxiety that she's speaking about probably take a wingman as well i'll probably take one of my best friends with me if someone who's ideally connected to that kind of industry or or not just like my best friend he couldn't that i can say i think he's there and i and i feel sick or something like that someone just to calm me down so you don't also think confidence in those situations it makes you look like the bigger person so even if they are there and they are speaking to someone it's good for you to just kind of address and say hi hope you're doing well and just carry on about yourself because if you live your life in that awkward moment I feel like then you're going to be more likely to just never address it and it's just going to carry on building up and building up that's what you mustn't let it happen don't build it up in your head because I think all of us our imaginations our our imaginations can be like a, a film or like some dramatic and you'll see it and it'll be awful and he'll be talking to the most beautiful woman in the world and they'll be laughing together and she'll be amazing and they'll just you know the next thing you know they're like they're booking a room together and you're just there and then it starts raining and oh. <laughs> yeah. outside in the rain with just one tear yeah. going down your face and you can't be let in the like the doorman didn't even recognize your new j card or something it's just like oh my and god and your bags inside and then you die alone and it's like 50 years later it's not it's not going to be like that it won't i promise i won't but take someone with you don't don't have a drink though don't do that because you <laughs> get really uh, yeah. yeah kick a right scene yeah So we had another anonymous one from someone working in the IT industry. And they said, I'm a straight man in a very male-dominated industry. And I'm seeing lots of my friends settle down and I'm feeling increasingly insecure. I don't like internet dating. So how can I meet someone? In that kind of situation, I would probably recommend a dating coach. There are some amazing dating coaches now who are specialising in, like we talked about before, introverted people, introverted professional people. And I, I don't want to say that it's often people in IT, but it, it can be people in, in jobs where they're, where they're drawn to the kind of data processing. They're highly intelligent. It's, they don't work in people-facing jobs. Yeah. They kind of work in the in com- computery jobs. I don't want to say my brother, but I kind of think he's like my brother. <laughs> He's met someone amazing now, but for a while, this was this was my brother. Um, dating coaches can be absolutely brilliant for people like that because they will very quickly spot any barriers that you've put up yourself. Like if you're just shy, you might say, I, I've, I very rarely meet people. But a dating coach will start saying, well, talk to me about yesterday. Like, how many people did you talk to yesterday? Or how many people are in your social circle that's single and actually sort of a quickly spot it sounds like that you're suddenly you're surrounded by single people it's just you're so shy you just want to think i'd never meet anyone (laughs) or they could help you just break the ice with people or give you easy ways to to talk to people for the first time because like like we said already when you when you've been single for a while any interaction with someone is terrifying so you tend to visualize it all going terribly wrong in your head and then choose not to do it whereas a dating coach would work with you to say no just like go up and say hi or you know go up and ask for a drink or go up and see if it's still raining outside anything something really mundane so how do dating coaches actually work then you there are loads of different ways you can join a dating sort of club agency like elect club that's a really good one for professionals where they're they're like matchmakers they would have people on their books and they would put you together or they would have singles parties where you can all meet each other or they would work with you one-on-one like most dating coaches would work with you one-on-one or run a workshop and they would and sort of like to take all of you through the steps but it's such a supportive thing if you wanted to try I know this person doesn't want to do online dating but if this person were to work with a dating coach they might get them to go to a singles event or something like that 
something lighthearted and fun to ease them back in and then give them advice and keep reporting back to them and helping them feel that they've got someone with them on the journey because this person is saying that all their friends are settling down now, which can really make you feel isolated and kind of like I'm the last single person. Yeah, that like I know. they're on different pages. Yeah. And when they start having kids and you feel you can't talk to them about it. And yeah, so having someone on your side, like a dating coach, I reckon would work really well. That's hmm. so interesting. I think, yeah, a lot of people feel they can't make that first step that's, you know, just going up to speak to someone because we're so now just programmed to do everything by your phone. And especially if they're like in the IT industry, it's maybe it's that's why they don't like internet dating because it's like it's their they, job. <laughs> they can see, yeah, it's their job. They can maybe see the the downsides of it or where it doesn't go well. If you, if you're listening to this at home and you're kind of thinking <laughs> that you know, I've become that sort of person who's who just never talks to anyone who hasn't got the courage to talk to people in real life, start doing it every day. I'm not going to say to you, right, you have to find one person that you think is absolutely gorgeous and then go up and ask them out for a date because that makes me feel sick with fear. So just start doing little things like have an extra conversation with someone that you buy coffee from in the morning and that's that's today's one done. That's fine. And then tomorrow, say one thing to someone on a train, just something really small. Because as soon as you start... That backpack really brings out your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) How would you feel if someone on the tube said, like, complimented you? Like, if they... if if a man was like, "Oh, I really like your top." It depends who'd actually said it. You can though. do it. You could do it to another woman to start with. It's just talking to people that you don't know. That's that's the step. That's all you have to do. Because like you're talking to me now. I'm a, <laughs> a natural flirt. People who are natural flirts would flirt with men and women equally because flirtation isn't trying to get someone into bed. It's it's having a warm, light-hearted conversation mm. that shows some interest. But like platonically, you could just be. You could say to a woman on the tube. I really like your coat. Yeah. And that's, that's your step because you've kind of broken okay. that ice. We all like it, don't we? That. When a woman <clears throat> on the train is like, oh, I love your shoes. Mm. Where are they from? Or something like that. You don't go, back off, you freak. <laughs> I've got mace. <laughs> no, it's not like that. <laughs> but it, it doesn't happen. But that's what we think will happen. And oh. don't forget as well that every time you're on your phone, your serotonin level is plummeting. Like our, our dopamine is being ruined by all our social media because we, we're getting little spikes every time someone likes our posts. But the rest of the time, our levels are quite low. So sitting on your phone is making you worry about all these things. That yeah, I completely agree. So we, we had so many case studies to choose from, but I thought this one had to make it in because a lot of people find it relatable. Sophie says... I'm freelance mainly because I find interactions difficult and I much prefer working on my own. I think I'm ready for a romantic relationship, but I'm in my late 20s and I've never dated. Where do I start? Sophie, um, where would you start? You want to start small, I think. So for you, Sophie, I would say that online dating could be perfect for you but there you'd have to do online dating the way that I would advise to do online dating so it would be find a a dating website where people have to pay a membership fee because immediately that that weeds out hundreds of time wasters and if you haven't dated anyone before you're going to have to learn to trust your instincts and learn to get your red flag detector like up and running so I, I want you to try and weed out time wasters from the very beginning so membership sites would be perfect for you 
I can help you like build your profile and everything. So have a lovely profile that's just very lighthearted. It doesn't get too deep. Doesn't say you're looking for any kind of commitment. Doesn't say you're looking for anything in particular. Just like a, a couple of really nice pictures of you and some lighthearted text. And then start talking to people over the internet. Normally, I would say for online dating, just get the dates as quickly as possible because people are falling in love with people that they haven't met and feeling that they've built this whole connection and then they're meeting them or getting messed around and they're like putting themselves through like a whole relationship every week with people that essentially they don't really know. They're invested too much. But for someone like Sophie, I'd want her to practice within her comfort zone which is kind of on her own talking to other people and just getting to know other people before she goes out on a face-to-face date but eventually to meet two people a month for a face-to-face date with no expectations so don't think I've paid 30 pounds this month for a dating site I've got a date I really hope this works out just think I am practicing or I'm taking my first baby step or I'm just going to get a chance to try out that new bar that's open around the corner for me and it would no more expectation than that. And don't fall. Have tell someone that you're doing online dating. Obviously, someone that you trust and whose whose opinion that you trust. But don't do the kind of group online dating that I'm seeing a lot, where single people create an online dating profile and they tell everyone at work, and then they're kind of showing everyone at work the people that have written to them or the messages they've got. And I know it's like really really good to have backup. And for someone like Sophie, I wouldn't want her to go through it all by herself yeah. because of like her red flag monitor needs a bit of you know mm-hmm. priming, but. It's almost like single people who don't really want a relationship sometimes can kind of do this group dating just to have things to talk about with their friends. And I think that doesn't help you at all. Do you think everyone feels that they have to be dating even if they don't really want to be dating? Probably because we're all really bad for asking people. Like when I I met you, I was kind of like, so is there anyone special at the moment? (laughs) I think if we've all stopped saying that to each other... If yeah. like you wouldn't like as freelancers, we should really appreciate this because a freelancer wouldn't say to another freelancer, so when are you going to settle down and get a proper job? Because we know that our lifestyle is is what we love. And if you're single by choice, then your friends should really respect that and not say, so when are you going to settle down then? Yeah. Or, when are you going to stop this dating business and not actually commit? <laughs> So if, if we stop saying that to each other, I think it would take a lot of the pressure off. Sadly, that's all we have time for today. So thank you so much, Kate, for coming along. And I'm sure your advice will really help our listeners. And I've certainly learned something. <laughs> oh, I have as well. I think like, I, I'm in a relationship, but I think that for my friends and stuff, like how I can talk to them about dating and stuff. I feel a lot more confident now. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, you can find more podcasts and exciting content at freelancecorner.co.uk as well as meeting other freelancers. Maybe you'll find the one there, who knows? Subscribe, (laughs) like and share from whichever platform you get your podcast from. Tune in next week as we speak to another expert on an issue important to you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.